0: everybody again. This is an IG Sunday, which uh, means intergenerational. For those of you that are attending for the first time, he, first of all, huge welcome to our neighbor across the street who heard the bells, brought her in. That's awesome. So awesome. And, um, and to family members, relatives, grandparents, welcome. So good to have you here today. And welcome back to some of you that have been gone so long, I hardly even remembered what your name was, but it's good to see you back. Uh, you know, we're in this time of regathering and reconnecting and you know, with COVID, there's still so much tentativeness and do I go to this and should I attend there? And we understand that. So we're gonna try to keep making uh, as many options available for people to connect. We understand these are the times. That we're in, but when we say intergenerational, we value, we're saying we value discipleship between generations. I love that psalm, Psalm 145. One generation will declare your works to the next. That means there's a role for grandparents, a role for parents, a role for children. There's even a role for great-grandparents. Mom, did you hear that? And, because uh, she likes to listen in sometimes. And, um, you know, uh, we often think that it go, it goes one way, right? But it goes both ways. We learn from our children, and Jesus told us that, didn't he? He said he set a child in their midst, and he said, "Unless you become like this child, you can't enter the kingdom of God." So we value intergenerational. so what we do usually on the first Sunday of the month is we uh, facilitate kind of a our orange curriculum where we have a little container for our children to be discipled, especially kind of the primary age, um, to learn the Bible, to learn about Jesus, about discipleship. And so what we like to do is kind of introduce that. So our summer stories are gonna kind of be in that container today. And the theme this month is high wire, daring to trust. And I was so excited about this, by the way, I've been reading a book by a First Nations chief, Francis. Uh, chief Louis from a Soyuz has written a book and it's called Res Rules, R-E-Z, Rules. I love that. And there was this quote that I read this week. I was sitting on the beach and I almost yelled at the top of my lungs, sitting there on that nice quiet beach on my day off Monday. And it said this, this is a, a Native American proverb. Tell me the facts and I'll learn. Tell me the truth and I'll believe. Tell me a story and it will live in my heart forever. Yeah. So you see why stories are so important, not only to indigenous people, but to Israel. We see that stories were so important being passed between generations and they're important for us. And we're in this story that we just read about from our text in Genesis. And uh, kids, I want you to get ready, because in a few minutes, you are going to hear the shortest Bible story in history. I guarantee it's going to be 15 seconds. 15 seconds. And I was inspired, Evangeline, by Orange. Did you have a question? Oh, you're just excited. Oh, did you want to say something? Who? Berries? Oh, the Mother of Mary is 2000, and 2,000 years old. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's profound. That is profound. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, and and kids, if you have input, we want to hear from you. Even even bigger kids. I don't mind. Um, It's good. So why High Wire? Well, for those of you that were on holidays a few weeks ago, you may have missed this exciting story I told. And I was so excited when I heard that Orange is using this theme for trust. And um, trust is putting your confidence in someone you can depend on. Okay? Trust, I heard this week in a TV show I was watching, sorry, Um, Trust takes a long time to build, but it can be broken very quickly. Yeah? So I was telling the story a few weeks ago about this dude named Charles Blondin. Remember him? He's the guy that walked a tightrope. Now that looks pretty exciting until you realize that it was actually over this. The Niagara Falls... And the first dude to do this was a guy in the 1800s named Charles Blondin. just to give you a little perspective on what he was doing, so he had to, this is the wire there. They've kind of enlarged what it looks like. Distance walking over land on the U.S. side was 500 feet. Over the water, 200 feet, 40 feet. I don't know where they get the math because it says 1,800 feet altogether, but I'll trust them because it's all about trust. And... Here's another guy that tried, but here's uh... <laughs> he too. yeah, uh, and and then uh, this is Charles was quite a crazy person, and he was not happy to just make it over. He would he would put things on his back. He would handstand and he asked somebody to let him do this, and how many think that's really more trust than anything we've seen so far? And then this one, some guy got on his back, and he carried them across. It's, it's actually true. So, trust here is pretty graphic, but I, I thought of that big abyss, you know, the Niagara Falls, and I want you to think about some abysses that you might need God to carry you over in that same way in your life right now. Some of you, it's going back to school on Tuesday. You're going to need Jesus to carry you, whether students or teachers. (laughs) Some of you, it's parents watching your kids go back to school. Uh, For some of us, it may be a diagnosis we got about our health. For some of us, it might be uh, a season, a change of season in our lives where we're entering into the great abyss of the unknown. For some of us, it might be an addiction we're struggling with or a mental illness. And how many know that abyss is just simply life? Just going through this life. It's a high wire. We need God to carry us. So are you guys ready for the fastest Bible story? In history, a 15-second Bible story. Pax, are you going to time me? No, No, Pax trusts me. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So are you ready for this? 15 seconds. Three, two, one, zero. Here we go. At the age of 75, God promised Abraham and Sarah with no children that they were gonna have a son and they would bless many nations and then they waited and waited and waited and twenty-five years later at the ripe old age of a hundred they had a baby. End of story. Oh ah, Judah, I knew it'd be you. I knew it'd be you. Evangeline got 13. Wow! So the average is. Three. So they had a son. So the other day at confession, I saw a cute little baby. There's so many cute babies in our neighborhood. Oh my gosh! We're having a we're having a boom. There's another one right over here, and where's Sam? Sam's amazing. He's a little more than baby, but so cute. Kathleen and I said to Kathleen do you want to have another baby? And um, how many want to know how she responded? That would be worth it, wouldn't it? Well, here, here's here's the case. That's her story to tell, but here's what's funny. I asked her a few, di- few days later, I said, do you remember the other day when I asked you if we want to have another baby? And she said, no. It had so traumatized her, she'd completely forgotten it. Anyway, what do you guys think? Anyway, um, it's just, can you imagine being 100 years old, having a baby? Sarah was 90, and, but they had to wait. So the question I have for you is, why the waiting? I mean, they could have had a baby, naturally speaking, within a year. But they were 75, and I guess 65 at the time, and they waited 25 years. And there was a lot of stuff that happened wasn't there between the promise and the and the fulfillment so why do you think we have to wait why why do we often have to wait evangeline we get a good a good message yeah yeah so for those of you on zoom evangeline said because then we get a good message there's there's things we learn in the waiting isn't there that we wouldn't learn actually we sing this song i was thinking of singing it today but then the worship set would have been too long but it's called he's he's in the waiting god's actually in the waiting so you know it it it's it's uh uh there, there are things that happen in the waiting any, any other feedback before we move on why why the wait? Not, so there's a ti- Tim just uh, Kim just said not the right time, and th- there's timing issues, isn't there? Like like a pregnancy, like seasons of life, like fall, winter. There's timing, isn't there? Yeah. Thank you, Kim. Anyone else? Matt said des- desire the desire can build. Like, do you really want this? Is this? Yeah. So it's, it's it taps us into our desires. Matt said. Evangeline, did you have another one? You know, Mom, made you Mom made you forget. Okay. Oh, sorry. So, all understanding and knows way more than we do. So, he may see something that we don't Right. So, so uh, Kim was just saying that God's knowledge transcends our understanding. God's ways bigger than ours. So, he God sees things that we don't see. Did you remember now? God likes to see us bored. Interesting. So, what does that say about church? Okay, okay let's just move on. Um, so, so I, when when what about this? What about when 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 some of you give somebody a gift, and they get so excited about that gift, and they go, "Yeah!" and they take off with of that gift, and they forget all about you, right? So, I think there's something about this that God says, "Can I can I be part of this? Can I be part of this? Can we can we have be, have a friendship? Can we have a joy?" So I think I think there's something about that too. But keep thinking about that because I think that waiting is a real part of trust, isn't it? And that's our lesson this week. So for you, if you can just I'm not sure why I'm not forwarding there, but are we going now? There we go. So uh, the scripture verse that. We're, we're all going to memorize this month, is, let's all say it together, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. So, remember in, in uh, the so-and-so show, reveal the question, when have you had something, when have you had to wait for something big? When, is, when has that been? And And particularly think of summer stories. Think about maybe in the last couple of months, I know sometimes in the car, it's tough, isn't it? And the most frequently asked question is? Are we there yet? Right? So what have you had to wait for? And Kathleen's going to come and facilitate. This is my wife, Kathleen. We have two beautiful adult children, and four amazing grandchildren. We're totally obsessed. So, feel free to ask us about us and ask us about that. And we'll be happy to show you pictures. So you can use this mic, huh? So we're gonna move into small groups. Kathleen's gonna facilitate that.
1: Maybe you know that I'm the implementer or maybe you don't know, or I try to be. So I try to understand what Gordy is saying, then put it into practice. How about you guys? Oh, there's one hand. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, remind you what trust is. Do you, do you trust this stool? Do you trust that I can sit on this stool and, it, and I won't uh, break the stool? You can kind of look at me and you can, so this stool, I tried it out, I know that it's trustworthy. It's. I have an absolute assurance that I can sit on it. I can probably lift my legs up. But, if I stood on this stool, this is a little bit trickier, as I'm getting older, don't worry I won't fall, it's okay, I can see some concerned pastoral looks. And I asked somebody, I would never do that right now, to come up behind me, especially a stranger. Or I, have, I would not even ask Kirsten. I've known her for years, but I would never ask her to catch me. I wouldn't even ask my husband, because he's got a bad back. And I don't want to have an accident. So I've done this before with people, but you have to teach people little steps. So the first thing is you don't come off a stool. You just stand there and then you you tell people, "Okay, I'm going to put my hands underneath your arms. Hold your arms out. Okay, on the count of 3, you're just going to fall back." Has anybody ever done a trust fall? Well, when I did my boot camp in New York when I was trying to learn how to work with inner city kids and we did the truss falls and then we went fi- fell off tree stumps and then then I think I was one of the oldest people there and then We were supposed to climb this huge tree and put a harness on, and then we're supposed to jump off a platform with somebody holding the rope, and I was so freaked out. Do you think I did it? Only because there was about 50 kids that were, come on, you can do it, come on, you can do it. And I am nervous about heights, I'm I'm from the prairies. Anyway, (laughs) I have learned how to go up a high mountain in the Alps. Now, I've got some towels, so we're going to ask for volunteers, and it's not normal. You're not going to put a towel on your head, or you're not going to try to dry yourself off. I've learned from uh, working with preschoolers the last five years that they like certain things, and I would never ask them to fall off a stool, but they do like the towel pull. So what happens is we have volunteers that come. The smallest guy gets inside the towel, and there's two other guys. And they pull the kid all the way across from one side of the room to the other. So I think that's a level of trust we could probably execute today. Now, it doesn't have to be just kids, it could be two adults with one kid in there. Okay, I have Evangeline coming up, so what you do is you just put the towel down, come on Evangeline, you have to recruit two more people. Or don't have absolute assurance that we're going to do this safely. Have absolute trust that we can do this. Okay, you don't have to stand; you just sit. Okay, we got. Okay, well, let's just do a demonstration first. Okay, who do we got in the middle there? I uh, so basically to build trust, Evangeline, Sunny, you don't want to swing them really high. To build trust, it's not kind of like one of these swings, okay? You don't want to throw the kid across the room. You want to just make sure that his bum is on the floor, okay? Okay, and who's in the middle? Luke, you are demonstrating trust, right? So are you? do you trust these two guys to carry you and, th- and pull you all the way across to the other side? Do you trust them? Do you think they can do it? You have confidence that they'll be able to do it? (laughs) So that's why the scripture says, trust the Lord with all your heart. When you start, you don't trust with all your heart. You trust with part of your heart. So he's willing to try. If he was not trusting a little bit, he wouldn't even be in the middle of the towel. Okay. I'm going to time you guys. His butt has to stay on the floor. Okay, ready, set, go. All the way to the wall. Thousand one, thousand two, thousand three, thousand four, thousand five. Okay. That's pretty slow. Okay. We have packs. Did you have uh, any other recruit? Okay. Who wants to try to beat that time? All right. We have another volunteer. You got to go in the towel, buddy. Over there. You got to go in the towel. You can do it. how come we don't have any adults? Kay. Oh, right. Oh, sorry, Mark. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Okay. Do you think it would be better? I think Faith is uh, giving some advice about technique Instead of having long legs, maybe have the knees. Okay, we'll let Mark see if he, he can actually bend over that long. Okay, I'm just kidding, just kidding. Okay, ready, set, go. Go! Thousand one, 1 thousand 4. Yay, we have a winner. Okay, so that was fun. Do you guys feel left out? Do you want to try one? You want to try? Does anybody want to try a trust fall with me? Faith, do you want to tr- you trust me, right? Well, you can do that later. We'll do that later when maybe before sandwiches. Right? Oh, who wants to try? Okay, we need two more volunteers to with with Elijah, right? Okay, we can go again. Okay, we have Four seconds. I don't know, Gordy's starting to cut me off my time limit here. Oh, we have Matt. Do you have to, me, huh? to do me? No, I don't trust you. <laughs> Are you saying to catch me? No, I. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, all right. Most of the time. Okay. Just a sec, I gotta wait to go! 1001, 1002, 1003, three. Yay! Is he, uh, is he in one piece? Yes, he is. Okay, so I think we're getting carried away now. Okay, so I found this cup in this church. What is trust? Chocolate is always the answer. If, if you guys really don't believe that trust is worth building and learning step by step i'll give you the cup you can have the cup it's free yeah if chocolate is always the answer you don't need to learn about trust but if it isn't always the answer we need to learn about trust so i learned about trust because i lost my doctor because she got she was older than me and she had to retire Seems to be this issue about retirement, Nilene and I are talking about that a little bit. And I said, oh my goodness, I have to find a doctor. I went around, I couldn't, like so many other people, I couldn't find a doctor. But I did go to a clinic that was within walking distance, I'm thinking, as I get older, I need to be able to walk to my doctors, just in case. So I found this clinic that said, we don't have any doctors, but we have a nurse practitioner. I said, oh my goodness, I don't know if I want a nurse practitioner instead of a doctor, but." That's all I can get right now, so I better go in there. And So anyway, I found out that this nurse practitioner is more thorough than my previous doctor. I won't tell you who my previous doctor was. She's retired anyway. She was great. She helped me out quite a bit. But I went in there, and she found out that I had high blood pressure. I never knew that because I'm a swimmer, and I'm a walker, and I don't dump salt. I hardly ever eat potato chips just once in a while. And when I go on a picnic and Kim has a bag of Vicky's, she brought two bags downstairs. Be careful. And um, anyway, she tried, and we found out through testing and her doing a family history that, my, of course, my mom had a stroke, my dad had a stroke. So as I'm getting older, I, I don't want to have a stroke. Uh, that would really ruin Gordy's career. <laughs> anyway, Yeah, and he cares about me. So, I thought, well, why do I have high blood pressure? I'm so stressed out all the time. I know that. But, I mean, really, I tried to eliminate it by sitting in the hot tub. Anyway, she told me I need to go on pills because it's genetic. So, that happens sometimes. You inherit things, positively and negatively. And so, the first pill did not work. I came back two more weeks, and I was, like, so stressed. I said, I think I'm stressed out because I just came from the daycare. Maybe that's why my blood pressure is so high, but it wasn't true. It's just, so she said, well, this isn't working. It's still too high. So she gave me another pill. I'm now taking two pills. I guess some of you guys take nine or 10. (laughs) I mean, for me, I like vitamins, but not the, anyway, I took that second pill and I came back. There's a lesson to this story. I came back and she said, oh my gosh, look at that. Your blood pressure is normal. I said, oh, yay. I was so relieved. I almost gave her a hug. And then I started to build my confidence in her because she solved the problem and I started to trust her a little bit more. So we sometimes need to take baby steps to learn how to trust. And chocolate is not always the answer. Gordy, did you want to? Oh, yeah. So now you get into groups and you get to share about trust or anything that really is important to you about the summer that happened. So just make sure your groups are like three or four, not too big, so everybody gets a chance to share. And of course, in this church, you do have a choice. If you absolutely hate groups, you don't have to join the group, but we encourage you to do so. And 10 minutes and 10 minutes. So you're going to get together and be open and share about, and the kids too. We want to have the kids involved. Unless the kids just want their own group to talk about trust or to talk about what happened to them in the summer. Thank you.